Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Warning. Are you hungry? I sure am. And tonight on Slippin' of the Fray, we'll be talking about food and sex and food and sex and what to do with food and sex. You know, things might get a little crazy, but I think that's why you're here, right? Since it engages so many senses, smell, touch, taste, and sight, food is a glorious addition to bedroom shenanigans. And because it offers a broad range of possibilities from the subtle, like feeding each other, to the hardcore, like getting physical, it's easy to suit it to every taste and relationship. I'm so excited about the show because I love sex and I love food. And put them together, and what a great way to spice up your life. Mm. Now you're listening, and I'm hoping you heard the warning at the beginning of the show. If you are easily offended, please stop and turn this off right now. Seriously, I don't want to hurt your delicate ears, but if you're adventurous, if you like the dark side, if you're into letting it all hang out and letting go, this show's for you and no kids allowed. Now, go to the kitchen, grab your favorite sexy food, and settle in for a fun food show exploring food, sex, and music. Invite your friends to listen in, and this can be our dirty little secret. I'm a dirty little secret. You know, I was fantasizing about candy and sex earlier when I was preparing for the show. So what a perfect way to get what I want by listening to Sex and Candy right here, right now on Pacific Northwest Radio. Like double cherry pie, yeah, there she was. Like disco superfly. I smell sex and candy here. Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, this surely. This surely is a dream yeah. Hanging around Downtown by myself And I've had too much caffeine And I was thinking about myself And then there she was In platform double suede Yeah, there she was Like disco lemonade I smell sex and candy yeah. Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, this surely is a dream Yeah, 
Hey, my adventurous friends, this is Lyric. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Slip Into the Fray, Sexy Food here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Hey, fingers. Hey. Stone's in the house tonight, too. Um, with images of disco lemonade and double cherry pie. This is one of the more puzzling songs of the 90s. And according to Marcy Playground songwriter, lead singer, John Wozniak, the song pulls many things from many places. In a Songs Fact interview with John Wozniak, he explained, Where did I get the sex and candy part from? Well, I was dating a girl and she was going to Bryn Mawr College. And it's where my dad teaches. And I was probably 17 or something like that. And she was 18. I always like the older girls, he laughs. But we were in her dorm room and her roommate came in and saw us there. And she was like, oh, it smells like sex and candy in here. And I always remembered that. That was way back in the late 80s. Then when I was writing the song and I was coming up with all these weird disco era references that I was making up, platform, double suede and all that business, I was like, hey, let's just throw in that phrase that's been sticking in my head for the last five or so years. So I wrote that song in 92 or 93, somewhere around there, and it didn't really come out until 97. That song had been at least in my conscious since the late 80s, at least with the concepts behind it. But it's just about seeing some sexy girl and then falling in love and then asking a dumb question to yourself. Well, it's not even asking a question. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. He laughs. I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't know. I'm telling you. When I was very young, I experimented with drugs. And when I was writing these songs, I wasn't high. But it sounds like I was high. (laughs) So I wonder if uh, the girl who gave that paraphrase actually got part of the credit. Probably not. Interesting, eh? We've heard that scenario before. (laughs) And people have gotten paid for just throwing out a line like that. That might be on another show. So here's a candy tip, girls. Turn a candy necklace into a garter belt. Let your lover know you're wearing it. And wear a short mini skirt and flash it every once in a while when you're out. Now tell your lover that you can't wait for them to eat it off you later. And if you're out somewhere, meet in the bathroom and have him eat just a couple pieces off of it. And maybe he can lean under the table if you're at a restaurant and take a nibble. (laughs) Your lover won't be able to wait to get you alone to finish eating them off. I promise you that. It's that slow burn, you know, the slow build. Now, let's talk about something sweet and sticky. Some sweet, sticky stuff. Here's Caramel by Suzanne Vega here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Don't go 
Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> We're back. Lyric here tonight on Slip Into the Fray. Sexy food. I just played Caramel by Suzanne Vega. Now, caramel is sweet candy. And in this song, a woman consoles herself with food because she misses her lover. Vega wrote this in the style of classic old songs like The Girl from Ipanema says Vega. It's a song about longing for something and wishing for something, you know, that you really shouldn't have. Caramel is the metaphor for the thing you long for, but you shouldn't really touch. I bet caramel would be really hard to lick off. What do you guys think? It'd take a long time, but it'd be fun. <laughs> Food has become such a sophisticated pleasure in modern day society that whole movements are dedicated to it. The term foodgasm, I like that. <laughs> has even been coined to describe the heightened state of being one can experience when devouring a particular delectable dish. Recent studies connected eating with sexuality. So the orbifrontal cortex, which is stimulated upon orgasm, is the same part of our brain that registers taste sensations. This area, commonly known as the pleasure center, illustrates our body's close connection between taste and sexual pleasure. Therefore, it seems only logical to combine the two experiences to achieve a heightened sense of pleasure. Now let's explore some foods that are sweet and sticky, something that we can pour on each other's bodies. Maybe something that's really hard to lick off, like raw honey. Have you ever had the chance to pour raw honey on someone? No. <laughs> that's what you always say to me. <laughs> Was that the cue to pour the raw honey? Now, the beautiful thing about raw honey is that it's low glycemic index, major curative properties, and has been found to fight antibiotic resistance. So you can pour it anywhere. Every crevice is safe to paint, which is really cool. I love having it poured on my breasts, and my particular spot is to draw a line from my neck down between my legs. Take your time, make a path with your tongue, and lick off every bit of that sticky stuff tied or untied. This makes for a very sticky, sexy, hot night. Does anybody like custard? <laughs> These guys are just sitting here <laughs> shaking their heads. <laughs> Does anybody like custard? I'm 
big fan. You're not. Do you like custard? I don't know much about it. Well, I'm going to tell you something about it right now. Something else that you can actually eat off your lover. So let's crank up some Led Zeppelin here on Pacific Northwest Radio.
I'm back. Lyric here with Slip Into the Fray on our sexy food show. Stone's in the house tonight. So's fingers. Your custard pie, yeah, sweet and nice. When you cut up, Mama, save me a slice. Your custard pie, I declare it's sweet and nice. I like your custard pie. I chew on a piece of your custard pie. Custard Pie is from Physical Graffiti, the sixth studio album by English rock band and one of my favorites, Led Zeppelin. They released it as a double album in uh, February 1975 by their newly founded imprint label, Swan Song Records. Now, according to Robert Plant, and um, you know he is my favorite of the band, of course, and I know that Stone and I have had many conversations about this. He thinks Led Zeppelin is Jimmy Page. I'm not going to get into that argument tonight because we're talking about sexy food. <laughs> He's having a beer, so <laughs> it's good. So um, physical graf- graffiti actually best represented the band. This is what Robert said at its most creative and most expressive time. He has commented that it is his favorite Led Zeppelin album. And Jimmy Page considers this album to be a high watermark for Led Zeppelin. So that's really cool. Since Led Zeppelin is one of my all-time favorite bands, it's cool to include them on the show. And who wouldn't want to eat some custard pie with sex icon Robert Plant? Now, I'm not saying eat it on him. I said with him and a cup of tea because he's English. (laughs) Now, sex and pie, put them together and you have sex pie, which in the Urban Dictionary is a person of obvious stunningness or someone you wouldn't mind a bit of. From pie to oysters, I know it's a big jump, but it's an aphrodisiac that may not be loved by all, but oysters are an acquired taste, no doubt. This seafood provides a zinc boost, which ultimately leads to longer, stronger sex. And watching your woman or man shock might get you more than excited. What do you think about uh, oysters there? That would be my number one sexy food. You you like, would? If you asked me what it would be, it would be oysters. That would be it. Okay, yeah. tell me about it. Tell me about it, Stud. It's something you don't eat every day, so right. you go on a date usually and have that sort of thing, so that's sexy in itself. Yeah, so, and the shucking thing, like, it, do you have to break? Because I can't do the oysters. Like, do the, does it come with the oysters, like, already presented to you, or do you have to break? Because you're talking about shucking them. Um, well, everywhere I've been, they come shucked. They okay. Sh- they shuck them at this counter and bring them to you right away. Okay, so that's not like because if you're on a first date or something and you're trying to break open oysters and then like they fucking fly over your head or something, <laughs> you're like, what the hell? There's an art. To There's sh- an art to shucking. Yeah, it's definitely a skill that I would probably suck at. Okay, so the art of shucking while you're fucking would be interesting. I was gonna say it rhymes. Yeah, so. and it rhymes. We could do a little rap with that, right? Could you envision that, shucking and fucking at the same time? You pretty much would have to focus on the shucking alone. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. One of them would suck. Well, sucking, shucking, and fucking. Yeah. Right? And a poor shucker always leaves little bits of shell in the oyster, (laughs) and I'm sure that would happen. A poor shucker would probably be a poor fucker. Yeah. So I think on that point, we need some music. So let's listen to Oysters by Tori Amos here on Pacific Northwest Radio. And he totally will wake up at three in the morning after eating oysters with a heavy duty erection. With a big boner. Yeah. Okay. That's, well, it's good if you have the person still in bed with you, but if they're long gone, you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's just a tent. It'll, it's a tent. It'll hold you through till after morning sex, even. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oyster me up. <laughs> 
Okay, getting back to that. Don't we, you guys eat oysters? No, I, I can't. I couldn't even put them on. It's like slimy. I've tried one before, and I'm like, well, depends on. They're raw, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But like, if they're shucked well, and if it's a good quality one, there's all kinds that all taste different. Yeah, they have different sauces and stuff on them, right? And then, yeah, some sauces just aren't very good. Mmm. Okay. Where I worked at a daytime job a while back when we were closing up shop, like completely finishing the, was shutting down. Closing down. down. Right? So this guy brought vodka and they did shooters with oyster, one oyster, vodka, and Tabasco sauce. Yeah. They were all doing shooters. Did you do it? No, I didn't. Oh, God. I thrown up. You know, the garlic-infused vodka is one of the sauces they use quite commonly. Um, fish cocktail type of sauces that range from no spice to very spicy. Okay, well, you know, maybe one night we'll experiment and go and do some shucking. Well, I mean, sometimes they serve raw, um, oysters that aren't raw, too, right? Don't they? When they cook them? Yeah, pan-fried oysters. Would it be the same, though? Would it still give you that boner at 3 a.m.? I don't know, but the pan-fried fr- oysters I don't find very good. <clears throat> huh, okay. It's like, then the oyster's like a chewy thing, which is weird. Yeah, no, that's I can't stand the chewy fish thing. It's like, gross. Well, I think on that point, we probably need some music, so let's listen to Oysters by Tori Amos here on Pacific Northwest Radio. So can these shoes take me to who I was before? I will stabbing my sticks into Stalking memories Did I somehow become 
Content. Listener discretion is advised. We're back. Thanks for tuning into the program tonight. We are talking about sexy food and uh, sex, of course. I'm playing some cool tunes to go along with it. Now, we just listened to Tori Amos, one of Stone from my band Head's favorite all time artists, and her song Oysters, which he actually didn't know. I was surprised. You did not know that song. I think so. Mm hmm. So that's kind of fun, introducing him to a, a new tune by her. Now, Tori revealed in the mid-90s doing two shows a day. She said, I'd start the day with three dozen oysters and then maybe a medium-rare steak, and that's it. No carbs, no greens. I felt powerful and lean on stage. That's interesting thing for her to say. So oysters increase dopamine, which is a hormone that boosts libido, and zinc, which proliferates testosterone and sperm production. Not to mention some people find the eating of oysters quite erotic, like we just talked about a few minutes ago. That's uh, Finger's favorite thing. Now Casanova, the 18th century lover who used to breakfast on 50 oysters a day, has been vindicated by a study that proves that they really are aphrodisiacs. Okay, let's uh, switch it up a little bit here. Were you going to jump in? Yeah, the one oyster place I go to has t-shirts and one of them you would like it says eat me raw <laughs> and call me dusty <laughs> I can't remember what the other saying I'll think of it by the end of tonight take a picture and you know we'll put it on the page oh suck me off suck me off because you basically sucked them off the half shell right oh no. wow that's something that Head could you know put on their t-shirts maybe <laughs> So now, it goes without saying that chocolate is the very first food that most of us think of in association with edible pleasure. The effects of chocolate on the brain, especially real raw chocolate, have been studied for quite some time. 
Results show that there's an extensive number of compounds in chocolate which trigger the release of endorphins associated with pleasure. While raw cacao chocolate pieces are delicious when being passed from one set of lips to another, there's also the consistency of Nutella. This dreamy chocolate treat is much healthier, rife with antioxidants and magnesium. The taste is rich, it's flavor lasting on your tongue for a long time, and you can spread it on any body part and it melts slowly, giving you a fair amount of time to taste and lick to your heart's content. Now another good idea for chocolate is to put it in the microwave for just a few seconds to soften it up just a little, and then you can have fun making lines all over your lover's body. If you use melted chocolate and lick it off one another, do it with your fingers, or use your imagination use other body parts <laughs> accompanied by sexy homemade whipped cream and your heart should be pumping in extremely healthy manner for you know at least the rest of the night it's perfect for sexual arousal so after uh, talking about chocolate if you're still looking for something sweet let's play some sugar by maroon 5 here on pacific northwest radio
welcome back, everyone. <laughs> hey, fingers. <laughs> hey, fingers. Hey. Stone. Hey. How's it going? What kind of beer are you guys drinking tonight? Maybe we can get a sponsor for this show. Red Truck. Red Truck. All right. We love Red Truck. Mine's not. Yeah. We love Red Truck. Check this out. You've got a Red Truck hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. We got to get pictures <laughs> of that. So... Um, yeah, thanks a lot for joining us. Now, we just listened to Sugar by Maroon 5. Sugar is a song recorded by Maroon 5 for their fifth studio album. Now, Rolling Stone's John Dolan compared the song to the works of Katy Perry and wrote that the funk guitar licks zip across a spry, sun-drunk groove as Levine sings. Lyrically, Levine sings the lines to his romantic interest, I just want to be there where you are, and I gotta get one little taste. The song's lyrics use the word sugar to describe coitus. John Karamanica of the New York Times wrote that on the song, Levine sounds most lecherous when singing the lyrics, I want that red velvet, I want that sweet sugar. According to him, he croons so cleanly, it's possible to imagine that he's truly singing about cake. There's something pretty sexy about feeding each other cake. It's one of the must-dos at any wedding reception. I actually find it a little much, right? And it, it's, it is quite sweet. But the wedding cake that they give you to take home and put on your pillow is so disgusting. I don't know. Have you, a fan? Have you ever had? It's garbage. Little, why do they do that? Seriously, nobody's going to eat that shit. Well, you put it on your pillow to dream. That's the Christmas thing. Christmas cake, basically. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, but it's gross it's, and it's dried uh, and it's like it's not for our generation it's like <laughs> it's from the older generation I that's think. probably it grandma's like that stuff yeah but they still do it mm, I, I think, think they, they use like chocolate cake and stuff oh do they yeah. for the little <clears throat> wish thing I guess what it is is because you cannot sleep on like chocolate cake because it would squish you'd squish on the wish thing right mm. <laughs> you'd squish the wish and how come you can't <clears throat> buy this stuff in any like you can't just go buy a piece of fruit cake today you would never find any. You can. Actually, we picked some up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Safeway. Maybe oh. we can get a sponsor from Spade well, Safeway now. When I, when I was a kid, I, we used to have that Simpson Sears catalog. Yeah. And you can order... Cake. Cake out of it. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how old is it? Well, that stuff keeps forever. Fruit cake. Oh, of does it? Freaking show up in your mailbox. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, Granny, we got your cake. Jesus. She's like, oh, get that cake over here. I'm starving. Covered oh in formaldehyde God. or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I can't imagine, anyways, that cake, right? And then it's in bed and you think, okay, let's get sexy with the cake, right? And you've got all these pieces of fruit sticking in crevices that you can't get out. <laughs> it might be dangerous. So I said to people getting married, if you're going to put cake in the little tinfoil wish thing, use chocolate or something. Okay, now it is actually time for Rent of the Week! Really? <laughs> Fingers, what is your rant this week? Well, it's to do with the goddamn grocery store across the street again. Okay, good. It's a food show, so perfect. Yeah, and you go to the deli and you expect fresh food. Deli fresh, like those are two things that go together when you talk about a deli. And it's not fresh. It's not fresh. It's out of a freaking freezer. Oh. One time I ordered a seafood wrap. Yeah. And they said, do you want it grilled? And I said, no, because I hate grill. I yeah. hate the taste that it gives it, and I hate Pam and all that spray <laughs> all over it. And they said, uh, well, it's still probably frozen. You might 
one. Microwave it at least or something. What's a seafood you wrap? Kidding you don't me. want a. I don't want hot seafood. I want cool seafood. But so yeah, they're pulling this out of the freezer. That's gross. So all that stuff is out of a freezer. The samosas, all that stuff. It's out of a freezer. Yeah. So they prep it. They freeze it. And also, they they use Western Family to make all that stuff. And that's like a no-name brand. And that's a high-end grocery store. It's very expensive, urban yeah. fair. So yeah, they're using Western Family. Wow. And then you know what else they would do? What would they do? Well, all this bread's about to expire, but if we make a hundred sandwiches with it today and sell them, then we got rid of the bread. So yeah. you're, you're using old bread, frozen this. It's like... <laughs> This is stupid. There you go. That's a good rant. That's so a great rant. We're not going to get a sponsor. We're not going to get a sponsor. <laughs> I don't want Western Family anyway. <laughs> You're like, I hate Western Family. Frick. <laughs> that was, thank you very much for that. All right, so I'm never going to ever forget that scene in American Pie when Jason is caught by his dad fucking an apple pie. Did you guys ever see that? Mm-hmm. Nice, warm, perfect spot he thought to stick his dick in, especially after hearing it was like getting to third base. So in celebration of apple pie, I'm going to play some Aerosmith, Adam's Apple, here on Pacific Northwest Radio.
Hey, we're back. Thanks for being with us tonight, everyone. This is Lyric, and you're listening to Slipping at the Fray. And we have Stone. Say hey, Stone. Hey, Stone. And we have Fingers. Yay. Adam's apple is Aerosmith's version of the Adam and Eve story from the Bible, if you guys believe in that. The lyrics add a dose of sexuality with that lusty temptation, saying that sex is something natural and has been around forever, which is so true. I'm not sure how sexy apples are, but grapes, that's another story. Feeding grapes to your lover one by one, letting your fingers slip ever so slightly into their mouth. (laughs) There's a thought. And now, guess what time it is? Email time. No, it's quiz time. (laughs) (laughs) So, tonight we are going to have a BuzzFeed.com. So, it's called What Flavor of Sexy Are You? I'm going to be posting that on our page right now, and you guys can follow along at home. And uh, I think we're just going to all play along together tonight. Okay, so. What do people find most delicious about you? So I'm going to ask you guys, and then I'll just make my own decision what it is. So what people find sexy about you guys? So your eyes, your voice, your smile, your sense of humor, your laugh, or your personality. Fingers, what would you say? What do people... Personality. Okay, cool. What do you say like male appendage or anything? I did not, but today, is that what you would pick if it was there? You would, um, wouldn't you? I'll pick my eyes. Your eyes? Okay, that's a good one. I'm going to say your laugh because a lot of people actually say to me, I really like your laugh. So I'm going to pick that. So what recipe most accurately describes your seduction technique? So is it skinny, slow cooker, fudgy, dark chocolate brownies? That's the first one. Easy weeknight veggie stir fry. 20-minute skillet chicken cordon bleu. One-pot creamy lemon chicken pasta with baby kale. No-bake s'mores chocolate crackle cake. Or seven-ingredient black bean soup. That's some weird stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. Well, because you're lazy. You don't want to remember. I just want to hear you say the first one. Do you? Skinny, slow cooker, fudgy, dark chocolate brownies. That's, that's, I don't know, but I'm going to pick that one because that sounds yummy. Okay, so which donut turns you on the most? Now, um, for you guys, you're not looking at the computer screen. So the first one is one of those donuts, and it's got all those colorful little, every color of the rainbow, and their little, you know, kind of candy things on it. Um, the second one is a sugar-coated one. The third one is a chocolate donut with the cream center, like the Boston cream. The fourth one is the chocolate uh, just donut. It's got the hole in the middle. It's just chocolate glaze. Um, The next one is got raspberry and sugar on the outside. And the last one is just a plain, it looks like a honey glazed donut. Honey glazed. Okay. Boston cream. That's the one I go because I like the goo in the middle. And if you can pretend it was like the apple pie thing, you could actually... You get it on. If, the well, donuts might be easier to do that with. Well, <laughs> not from a, Wouldn't want to get it on with that pie if it's from the deli. It'd be frozen. <laughs> oh, my God. That would hurt. You'd be like, what the fuck? My dick is frozen. Okay, so what's the ideal food situation for a date? 
a romantic restaurant, a casual restaurant, grabbing something quick and easy, ordering delivery, cooking at home, or room service. Romantic restaurant eating oysters. Okay, all right. Uh, room service. That's exactly what I would say. Oh my God. You're like reading my mind tonight. Okay, which is the most sensual? And there's a bunch of different pictures here. So the first one uh, is a drink. It's, it's like scotch on the rocks. The second one is um, a hot red pepper. Then we have some strawberries. We have dark chocolate, oysters, and um, a frozen fruit bar. Uh, oysters. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, I forget the choices. <laughs> I'm going to say dark chocolate. Okay, so what flavor of sexy are you? You got it, sweet sexy. Your flavor is luxurious and decadent. You have a certain way of making people feel special whenever you encounter them. Your charm is something others find extremely tempting, even if you don't seem to think that way. So there you go. You guys at home, when, you're, uh, when you've got your answers, please either email me at lyric underscore j at shot.ca or come on our Facebook page. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Don't come on it. Come over to it. Come and talk to us. <laughs> oh, my. Do you guys have anything else to add to the show tonight? Well, I think um, any of the seafood stuff is ranks up there as sexy food. Yeah? yeah. Any of it? Yeah. And even like a, a Caesar with like a prawn coming out of it or something. What about octopus? No, no. Oh, no. It's not sexy, especially I just saw a video I actually posted on my Facebook where I think it's Japanese or Chinese um, restaurant somewhere. They actually take the octopus and they cut their legs off one by one and they feed it. It's called live eating and people actually eat things that are alive still in bowls and they're eating them and it's just it's so disgusting and despicable and i can't believe the octopus feels pain just as much as of course an animal does so. wow it's so gross so, what so they, they cut off its leg and one by one yeah they just they like oh table number five wants one and so they hack off its leg and the thing's all like freaked out lying on the on this big table those people that eat that shit i'm sorry but fuck off yeah well oysters are kind of similar are they alive? They're alive. You're eating them alive. Well, they're alive up until they shock them, and then they get shocked, and they're just paralyzed. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm a vegetarian. I can't... I can never do the oyster thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, oysters don't feel pain. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other show. So that's it. That's the show tonight. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I'm here every Thursday night on Pacific Northwest Radio. Next week will be part two of Sexy Food with special guest, and I'm not going to say who he is. It's a surprise. And we'll be going a little deeper talking about foods to elevate your sex drive and using fruit as sex toys. You're not going to want to miss this. I'd love it if you'd take this next week to explore some sexy nights with food and tell me about it. Post it on our Facebook page or send me an email, like I said before, lyric underscore j at shaw.ca. You know I love to hear from you. Thank you, Fingers and Stone. That was fun. And so until we meet again, this is Lyric from the coolest fucking rock band in Vancouver, Head. 
You got to check it out, headmusic.ca. Now go, drip some chocolate on your lover, have some great sex, add whipped cream, and don't forget to lick it until it's all off. Peace out.